Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. What's good, Internet? Welcome to the Syrupcast. It is episode 107. Uh, If you're tuning in on Friday, the day this is posted, it is February 10th. We're, of course, podcasting a day earlier. Today, I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, Patrick O'Rourke. What's up, Igor? How are you? I'm good, sir. Uh, Jessica Vomero. Hi, Igor. How you doing? I'm good. And last, but certainly not least, Rose Behar. Whoa. Hello, internet. Hello, everybody. I'm not sure if you can see me in the camera, but I'm trying so hard because I love the camera and the camera loves me. It's true. Um, <laughs> this week, we have a full slate. We're going to be talking about the wireless code review. Uh, ongoing right now in Gatineau, Quebec, as well as the launch of Android Wear 2.0 and the LG Watch Sport and LG Watch uh, Style, the more stylish of the two. Uh, We're going to jump into the music and we'll be right back. So welcome back. Um, let's start with the Android Wear 2.0 launch. Um, my colleagues, uh, Rose and Patrick, call, uh, covered it this week. Um, we talked extensively about it and what we thought was the future of Android Wear. Um, now that the devices are finally out and that we have something more than just blurry images of the two watches, uh, I want to get your perspective, uh, the both of you. Actually, first... The burning question on everyone's mind, when is when are these watches coming to Canada? Soon. Soon. That <laughs> quote unquote soon. We were able to ascertain that it would be soon. soon. <laughs> at Google, uh, we reached out to Google Canada. Google Canada told us soon. They didn't give us a specific date or mm-hmm. a month. Um, but we did get high resolution images of the watches. Which, is, which was, Finally. I was incredibly thankful for the high resolution images. Mm-hmm. Um, the second question I had is, and I'd love if, how about we all chime in one by one, starting with Rose is, what is your impression of the two watches? Um, my impression has been slightly tainted by the fact that it, uh, the watches haven't received the best reviews from some American publications Especially so the, far. the style. Especially the what? Style. People don't like the style? And as you know, the style <laughs> is the one that's clearly designed for women. Um, but also just for people wrist. with normal wrists. Yeah. <laughs> Unless, can't, this is great podcasting, but if you look at my wrist, it's pretty thin. It is quite thin. It, it's akin to a noodle. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, we all have thin wrists here at Mobile Syrup, so I guess mm-hmm. we're all a little... We were probably more interested in the style, but the sport is the one that looks intriguing it's the one with the cellular connectivity mm-hmm. it's the one that's a little more rugged and but it's it, also so big it is quite big but mm-hmm. i think that's just what we're gonna have to deal with if we want a smartwatch that has functionality uh, that's actually useful to mm-hmm. people and i mean last time i was on the podcast i did lay out a couple of the things that i thought would be necessary yeah. for uh, a super functional smartwatch and uh those things include connectivity 
and being rugged Mm -hmm. so that you might be able to use the watch uh, rather than your smartphone in certain situations. Mm -hmm. Um, Things look good for the LG watch. I can't wait until we actually get one in and start to Mm -hmm. look at it. Christmas time next year. Uh, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, So Jess, what was your take on the two? Um, I actually think that I have slightly an opposite opinion to Rose of... God forbid. Unacceptable. Oh my God. Well, I should just leave now then. Yes. Um, I think that the LG Sport, at the very least, represents a bit one of the biggest problems with smartwatches these days, and is that they are not functional enough for the size to be worth it. And sure. it continues with this trend, and I don't think that that's been solved despite mm-hmm. all the positive things about this watch. So I think that's my biggest complaint about the LG Sport. Though the LG Style definitely looks interesting, it does not have the same functionality as the LG Sport, which is unfortunate because it is the one that i would be more drawn to um a lot of people would be more drawn to as a less rugged option but Mm -hmm. you know we'll see it in the future maybe that's i think that's fair that's so you're thinking of like your ideal wearable is more like something more in the fitbit area where it's more of a fitness tracker and it's small and it's good looking Mm -hmm. and yeah, I I would say so, but I also think that that's the mentality that a lot of people hold. I mean, a smartwatch is an extra, right? It hasn't mm-hmm. become a necessity to you the way a phone, like the way a smartphone has. So I think that in order for to really get that market and to really attract more people to say, I think I really need that, it can't be more of a hindrance. Like if you feel a brick on your wrist as you're walking, mm-hmm. it's not adding anything to your life. You're just going to take it off. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving to our good friend, Patrick. Um. So I think the Sport is an exciting watch. I think it's interesting because it has that cellular connectivity. I question how useful that is. Um, I sort of have the opposite view of smartwatches from mm-hmm. Rose, where I like to use them for notifications. I like them to be uh, still tethered to your phone. But I think it's it's interesting that this is probably the first like mass-produced cellular smartwatch. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll be fascinating to see if people actually pick it up because I... I wouldn't say friends, but like people I know, colleagues, acquaintances, um, have told me that they have no interest in picking up a smartwatch simply because it can't operate on its own. Mm-hmm. And they have purposes in mind, like running, um, any kind of exercise, like, I don't know, going, I can't even think of an example. So if you do like a 5K run, let's yeah. say in the uh, Evergreen Brickworks, you know, you don't necessarily want to. Sure, or where you do your 5K runs yeah. all the time. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, as hey. Rose can attest, you know, there are some very fashionable folks with their windbreakers just walking through the <laughs> brickworks. And that yes. is the ideal goal is to be one of those individuals. Absolutely. Are those the same people that jog through Yorkdale at 7 o'clock in the morning? Sure. On a, on a much less classy a note for an example, like what if you're going to a, a water park? Sure. Yeah. Right. That's a place you don't want to bring your phone. Like I'm thinking of that sort of stuff. Don't, don't worry. I am not a jogger. Uh, I wish I was, but mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd wear no, a watch in a, in a water park because it has flowing water when you're going down the water slides and it could get inside right. it. Because I don't think someone will correct me. I'm sure, but I don't think IP68 is resistant resistant to flowing like water. It's supposed water, to be like yes. stagnant water. Mm-hmm. Rose would I know this because she let her f- uh, computer die to a wave. <laughs> I'm probably totally wrong yeah. about that. Someone will tell me. I, I do think you might be at least like 40% wrong about that. Cool. I don't <laughs> think it's accurate. Um. <laughs> um, so speaking about things uh, we're wrong about. So what is, now that Android Wear 2.0 is officially out, um, I guess in your estimation, one, is this enough? 
to kind of move the needle forward for Android smartwatches? And two, if you could highlight what do you think is one of the most exciting features uh, in the kind of operating system update? And we'll once again start with you, Rose. Uh, there's a lot of exciting stuff. You gotta so they, just pick one. You can't be oh, wishy-washy. Okay. Hold on. I'm gonna, I gotta think. Okay, so my thing is gonna be uh, Google Assistant and mm-hmm. the features that that brings along, mm-hmm. such as the smart reply feature that we heard so much about uh, mm-hmm. with Allo last mm-hmm. I.O. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was very exciting. I was like, we can just have conversations without really having to type anything. Right. And Jess and I tried it out. We had a pretty sensible conversation it was about nothing (laughs) Mm -hmm. it was just like what are you doing next weekend not much how about you like you know still my only aloe contact by the way like six months later (laughs) but this is going to be so so convenient because even if you do sort of texting on your your smartwatch you know that it's ridiculously hard it's just too small of a screen even Mm -hmm. gestures are a little bit difficult so i think that or and or using the voice assistant is the best way for uh messaging communication to be mm-hmm. integrated into a smartwatch uh and that's a great way to make it more autonomous so i think sure. that's what i'm excited about um i think that android wear 2.0 is as we talked about last week a huge advantage for this smartwatch a lot of people were holding off on producing other android wearables because they weren't sure about the uh, the pending development of Android Wear 2.0, whether or not it was ever going to come. So the fact that mm-hmm. this is going to essentially launch the um, essentially launch the platform, I think, will be a big step for people that are mm-hmm. looking to that don't want older technology because it's really the only smartwatch that's going to have this. Mm-hmm. So if anything, I think is going to launch this smart uh, watch forward. I think it'll be that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so before uh, we get to Pat uh, Rose, do you think? Does uh, Wear 2.0 move the needle forward for smartwatches? Right. Um, I, I believe it does. I, I haven't really been able to do any hands-on with sure. it yet, unfortunately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, good news is that it's coming to a lot of the uh, recent um, Android Wear watches of the past, mm-hmm. including the Asus Zenwatch 3, which we talked about last week. So that's the steampunk uh, smartwatch <laughs> of choice. getting the Android. Yeah. So, so, you know, we have that watch and hopefully we'll... Um, get our hands on Android Wear 2.0 and give it a good look. But um, I think that, yes, it certainly moves the needle because it mm-hmm. does add a lot of the autonomous features that will, in my mind, mm-hmm. bring the smartwatch closer to the ideal vision of what mm-hmm. it could be. Um, and this is some, something of a follow-up question, and I, uh, I'll open the floor to it, is does it move the needle far enough? I think one of the things to note is like, so Android Wear has launched, but like when Nougat launched, it hasn't really launched because my understanding mm-hmm. is that there's no other smartwatches that can use it right now. Mm-hmm. We have a like a laundry list of ones that are getting it, right. Watch 3 included, yeah. which is awesome because that's a great smartwatch. Mm-hmm. But like it's out there in the wild, but you literally can't get it in Canada right yeah. now. It's physically mm-hmm. impossible. Um, in terms of my favorite feature, uh, I'll go like a little bit different with this one. I think one of the things that... Uh, the watch os3 and the apple watch as well as uh, android wear is missing right now mm-hmm. is heavily being able to heavily customize um, watch faces which i liked with the the zen watch because you could make your own yeah which is important because every zen watch watch face was garbage yeah <laughs> the, what, the ones that i made were even more garbage to yeah. be fair but Straight still. Dumpster fire. at least it was your garbage it was your you know? garbage exactly <laughs> so you can customize them a little more and 
the way that I use a smartwatch is very specific. Like I like to have certain information show up on it. So I like to have the weather show up. Mm-hmm. Um, there's very few Android Wear watch faces that allow you to do that. Now with the new customization, you can sort of make the watch face your own right down to what information shows and, and, and color and stuff like that. And I think that's really cool and something that probably should have been in there at launch probably. Mm-hmm. My favorite and uh, my favorite smartwatch was the Gear S2. It doesn't run Android Wear, so I'll never get Android Wear. So I have no opinion on this. Yeah, I had just said something a little bit controversial yesterday, which is I believe I like Tizen more than Android mm-hmm. Wear, at least as it stands now. And of yeah. course, I haven't been able to test out Android Wear 2.0 yet. So mm. you're gonna write about it, but yeah. I'd like to write about that. Yeah, uh, I will. No, I think that's a great feature. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, because it's just more intuitive. It's simpler. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, people have often argued that it has a lot less functionality. But I think for smartwatches, as they are now, it's more yeah. important that they be usable than that they have a lot of things that are sort of confusing to figure out mm-hmm. and in this at the same time don't offer a whole lot of uh, killer features. Right. In some sense, I think smartwatches, at least when I was using them, this is granted more than a year ago now, um, they were overreaching and the gear s2 was the only one that didn't it was it was kind of it was not the icarus of the bunch you know flying too close to the sun yeah um but the gear s or sorry not the gear s2 but uh the lg watch sport and the lg watch style are not in canada yet but what is in canada is the wireless code um (laughs) and the crtc is currently conducting a review of it our own uh, Jess here, she was on the CBC telling the world, well, right. more Canada, coast to coast to coast, <laughs> uh, about the review. Um, so Jess, do you want to kind of launch us into an explainer of what's going on in Gatineau, Quebec? What isn't going on in Gatineau, <laughs> I mean, Quebec? apparently it's the place to be. <laughs> it's the place to be right now if you're into wireless policy, which mm-hmm. is essentially me and Havar Gold, who yeah. interviewed me on <laughs> on Monday night. Um, so essentially the wireless code was introduced approximately three years ago for the sake of making wireless plans simpler to understand. One of the key aspects of the wireless code when it was introduced was using plain language, helping consumers to know exactly what they were paying for, how they could avoid being entirely shocked by their bills every month especially through roaming charges and a lot of things were eliminated with the wireless code like the three-year contract mm-hmm. um which, which we'll t- have a lot to talk which about we'll in a have a lot to talk about in a second you're right mm-hmm. um but that's one of the things that was eliminated that some of the carriers are currently trying to bring back but the mm-hmm. interesting thing about the wireless code is that when it was introduced it was never intended to be a permanent solution it was always yep expected that in three years a review would be conducted to assess the wireless landscape and see what changes needed to be made Mm -hmm. not an overhaul by any means but more of we're going to tweak this we're going to tweak that because smartphones have taken over the country which they have and lte Mm -hmm. has taken over 97 percent of consumer wireless devices with of smartphones which it has Mm -hmm. and um there are a couple of other changes that are pretty significant that Mm -hmm. they're going to be taking a look at over the course of the next few days but they they haven't done anything yet though right this is just them talking just talking about it so um in the spirit of that the question i want to ask is given your understanding of the wireless code do you think it has been beneficial or uh to canadian consumers and if not or if yes and if not, why? Hmm. So, Jess, do you want to start us on that since you... Yes, uh, sure thing, Igor. Thank you. Um, 
I do believe that despite all of the controversy around Canadian telecom, especially right now as the smartphones become the center of our lives, the wireless code has been extremely beneficial to mm -hmm. the country because despite the fact that people are still complaining about their wireless bills and their dealings with Rogers, Bell, TELUS, and the like, they're complaining about 10% less than they were two years ago. So mm -hmm. that has to count for something. Mm -hmm. Bruce? I, I think so 100% and I did recently not too long ago work at uh, both Bell and Rogers and simultaneously um, simultaneously yeah. gosh <laughs> no that would have been illegal um, all telecom trades but well to be fair you told me how you were working for three publications it's true I like to time. I like yeah. to double dip triple dip as many publications as many mm -hmm. companies as Competing possible ones as well I'm a spy I'm a corporate spy do you also <laughs> work do you also work for Apple you I just haven't told us like yeah. Zach works May. for Telus. yeah <laughs> Uh, and much like at The Verge, I, you may not see me for the next six months, but keep, <laughs> gonna disappear. keep, keep employing me, though, because yeah. uh, I want the paycheck. Great inside okay. joke there. Uh, yeah. Uh, so basically, everything that, for the most part, uh, explaining contracts, uh, when, I, when we did the contract uh, to sign up for a new activation, um, was very simple and I enjoyed going through it with the customer mm -hmm. and uh, many of the things that were beneficial to the customer most of them were things that uh, were down to the wireless codes intervention mm -hmm. um, so yeah well, instance, you know like we don't have the three year you know a customer would be like oh I just don't know if I want to get locked in for three years and I would be able to say, well, we don't have that anymore. We are not allowed to have that yeah. um, because of the wireless code. Did that make people m more inclined to purchase the phone? Absolutely. And they also felt comfortable, I think, knowing when I like when I said we're not allowed, you know, mm -hmm. like we, it's, it's sort oh, of that like there's some accountability here. Yeah. Like Bell and Rogers and are Telus, finally being they have, in. To, yeah. they have to be accountable to somebody. Mm -hmm. um, so I 100% saw the benefits of that just working there and it made my job easier. Um, but I think that there's still more work to be done. Mm -hmm. Patrick? I think one of the biggest things is making bills more clear. Mm -hmm. I think I've seen a change even like with my own bill. Mm -hmm. I think probably when the wireless code went into effect, I was with TELUS and I would often have uh, charges that didn't make sense to me on my bill. But now... Um, I'm with Kudo. Not that that matters. It's the same company anyways. <laughs> yeah. But I don't even know why I told that part of the story. Two sides of the same coin. Exactly. But I, I see on my bill now like a breakdown of exactly what I'm being charged for. And mm -hmm. if I want to click through, I can see why too online. So I think that was important. But I also think that it hasn't really changed that much. So you, you got rid of the, the three-year deals, but then uh, wireless prices mysteriously went up, right? Mm -hmm. Sort of offset that. Well, yeah. Um, so I think that's a big problem, and yeah. I, I don't. I think the CRTC should have had the foresight to put in some kind of. I don't even know enough about telecom to know what you would have done to prevent that, but I think there could have been something. <laughs> I think you know what I mean? Yeah, probably. I think that's the funny thing, though. It's the Bell, Telus, and Rogers, some of the biggest companies in Canada today. They have so much money. They have <laughs> huge legal teams. If you think there is a code that they couldn't find a loophole in, but yeah. I think lost, you'd be foolish. But they lost so much money on the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, they had to fire true. 20 people so much this is what happens when you don't let them sell advertising canada <laughs> yeah so i think if i can make a very poor analogy in some ways 
the wireless code is like our current uh, prime minister. Looks great on the surface, <laughs> but it is very problematic in certain other respects. Yeah, Does the wireless code have good hair too? I wish it did. Okay. It'd be more, it'd be uh, easier to take if it was more handsome, <laughs> uh, as all things. So let me just finish my point, Jess. Sorry, go ahead. Um, I'm about to argue with you, but go for it. <laughs> well, this is why I, I will then open it up to you guys. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Guys. Um, I think the greatest indictment of the wireless code is that um, wireless revenue for uh, these companies has gone up, not linearly, but in some cases quite dramatically, uh, in the sense that I was looking at a chart today, and in Canada, data is still, uh, wireless data is still the most expensive in Canada. It's one of the few, it's like one of five countries where it's the most expensive. Um, you know, while it's great that the CRTC got rid of the three-year plans, the carriers turned it into their boon in the sense that, like, for how long have the carriers feasted on the double cohort, right? Like, every... I was just reading um, uh, TELUS's fi- uh, fiscal report, this, and it's Q4 2016, or was for Q4 2016, so ostensibly about three years since the wireless code um uh pass and they're like we attribute uh, our increase in wireless revenue directly to a greater proportion of more two-year contracts um so while this was kind of a negative for the carriers at the start it's quickly become where they're making even more money hand over fist um and as i you know to allude again to justin trudeau like it looks great on the surface i don't have to pay my three-year contract but yet I'm still paying, in some cases, even more than I was before. I'm getting less data. It's more expensive. So, Jess, I open it to you now because <laughs> you had, uh, and then to all of you, of course. Um, well, first of all, you're not wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin Trudeau does look great on the surface. Mm-hmm. But um, you are, in all seriousness, you're not wrong. I think that the uh, elimination of the three-year plan, there it was it, it was very quickly happen. it did need to happen but, but it very quickly time. was flipped over to well we need to subsidize these phones somehow we, yeah so people are pl- are paying more per month because obviously it's a shorter period of time and they can make that argument pretty uh, maybe not reasonably but i can see them making that argument right yeah but um i would also say that there, there are issues with the wireless code today that didn't exist when it was introduced. Mm-hmm. It's the government and technology don't, they run parallel to each other in so many ways because it's almost impossible to regulate technology before it changes again. Mm-hmm. So that's exactly the reason why this review is so important. But the mm. unfortunate part of this review is that they're doing consultations right now. They're probably not going to make any decisions about anything that they discussed today until mm. maybe the end of the summer, mm-hmm. maybe longer. Things will change again. And in two years, we're going to have 5G. And that's going to require a whole new slew of regulation. That's not. That's probably not going to come into play until that's 
a well-known entity that the carriers have learned to work around. So, so uh, uh, Rose, you wanted to pitch in? Yeah, I, sorry. Yeah. I did. I I mean, this. so I, I, I agree that the government doesn't work fast enough to properly regulate the tech yeah. industry and so, the telecom. But um, I would agree with that generally. There are other countries, specifically in Europe, where the regulation clearly appears to be working. Where, you know, Finland, for instance, I, I was reading this chart. It's like one of the highest, right? Like you're mm -hmm. not, no one's going to argue that Finland is like a red state where you can do, like there is no regulation. It's one of the most regulated countries in the <laughs> Very world, socialist, right? Very socialist, yeah. Very socialist, right? And yet they're paying something like, you know, a quarter of what we are for many more gigabytes of data. Right. right? So this is yeah. where it gets interesting because I, I was about to say that mm -hmm. um, I, I know you're, you're sort of putting the blame on the wireless code for, for fees going up. Where is um, on the real enemy? I, <laughs> I believe that a large part of that is market stagnation. Mm -hmm. um, the, the wireless companies are terrified because saturation has got to and a, a very, very high point. Everybody yeah. already has their smartphone. Uh, we're not seeing, you know, new activations as much anymore. And, and even when I was there, people would tell me that it was, we were past the golden days. Yeah. Um, no longer would you have 16 new activations a day. It's just not happening. So we, we would do upgrades, but um, that growth has sort of been lost. Mm -hmm. um, I think that more than anything is what's spurring the higher uh Per person um, payments per month, ARPUs, and, and that's yeah. been a large that's the ARPUs, yeah. That that's been a large um, well, focus at, yeah. for sales as well. Is let's see how much each person will pay. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that our regulation isn't working correctly. Mm -hmm. I think you're right. And a different country like Finland uh, having better rates just goes to show that uh, perhaps we could do a slightly different form of regulation or maybe just a more strict form of regulation, mm -hmm. particularly when it comes to enforcing having those fourth, that, that fourth competitor in every yeah. market and um, I think it also encouraging that. It also stems from like the sort of gentleman's agreement that all the telecoms have. Absolutely, yeah. When, <laughs> when like a price goes up from uh, one carrier, and we see it all the time with mm -hmm. the stuff that we yeah. cover a price goes up for one plan that's very similar to a plan from another company and that one goes up pretty much the same amount right yeah. so yeah. speaking to that point you know i think what this wireless or let's say like a question uh i'll lead it with kind of what i want to see and then the question is like what do you want to see from the wireless code but something i i think needs to be seen from this revision is you know like Plans have to be separated. Devices have to be separated from plans. Like right now, as a Canadian's consumer, the carriers got rid of the incentive for bringing your own device, right? And that is... For the most part, yeah. For the most part, right? Like we, I remember that day uh, I was working with Patrick and that week, you know, we got a document from, I think it was TELUS. Yeah, it was We're getting rid of uh, uh, BYOD. Uh, and subsequently, and, kudo too. And then... But it wasn't just Kudo. Then the next day was from we got the same yeah. document from Bell, and then the next day was the same one from Rogers, right? Like, um, so that's one thing, right? Right. Um, the other thing I would say to add to your point is that not only has wireless stagnated, it's that the um, the floor is falling out from their uh, from their wired and television uh, revenue base, yes. right? Like people are cutting the cord. Yeah. People are getting rid of their 
uh, phones. So the only source of new revenues to jack up the prices of wireless revenue, right? Right, absolutely. I guess I I agree with uh, Freedom Mobile. Freedom Mobile came in pretty hot and uh, said... hot takes? (laughs) And said, (laughs) no more of these unlocking fees. Mm -hmm. Uh, Unlocking fees are... Uh, you know they, they don't serve a point other than to just you know leech toxic more money revenue, they're just they say, toxic yeah. revenue yeah. uh they can go they said they can go up to 75 dollars um what i know is it's generally 50 dollars at telus bell and rogers yeah uh, for unlocking you have to do it you can only do it after three months i believe of having of having purchased the device mm-hmm. um and if you have a security deposit or limits on your account then it's actually 150 dollars to unlock the device mm-hmm. um but of course, like, and most people don't know that you can get around these things and go on sort of the, you know, third party sites where you can get <laughs> devices what I unlocked. Do. Known as for- 4chan, according to one of our colleagues. <laughs> That's what I do. I go on eBay and I message some guy and I'm like, sell me this code for $10. Yeah. And then he sells it to me and then I put it in my phone and it's unlocked. That's it right. Amazing. That's right. I mean, I've even told when I when I used to, I have to admit, when I used to work, I used to sort of slip that information to seniors and they'd be like, no, I can't you know figure that out (laughs) some some phones like i it's been years since i've done it but it was very i wouldn't say very simple but a relatively simple process to unlock a phone on Mm. on your own like it was the equivalent of downloading a program plugging the phone in finding the phone in the list and pressing unlock and it would unlock it right um but i think that's something else that people don't know a lot about yeah mm-hmm. the freedom saying just do away with unlocking fees i feel like that's i agree i feel like that's a great first step to what you were saying uh, igor just sort of removing the device from the plan uh yeah. and giving people more uh options and freedom to move around which but, was another essential part of the wireless code mm-hmm. um the that the ambition of the wireless code uh, of course it works great for freedom because freedom uh, does a lot of trade and bring your own device uh plans and is trying to lure away from the three dominant players so, so if, but if you removed the device from the plan doesn't that mean the devices are going to cost a crap ton of money yeah so i'm, I'm not I saying like, i have a lot of friends there. i have a lot of friends that <laughs> literally almost start crying when their telecom tells them that they have to pay like 200 dollars for an upgrade and i'm like dude mm-hmm. do you realize that that's like a quarter of what the phone's actually worth but to them Two hundred dollars is a ton of money for a phone. Sure. Yeah. So if you totally separate carriers from the plans, which may be a good move in the long run, I think carriers aren't going to sell many. Phones. So yeah. the, no, so I, the I, analogy I'll right. give you is my friend Sarah. She has these two cats. They're called they're Siberian cats, and they have just like way so much fur, right? Um, and when she goes to clean, you know, brush their fur, they start squirming, right? Because there's knots and stuff, and you have to clean them out. And but she's like, it's for your own good. Stop squirming. I think this is the same thing that. Consumers in Canada have to be kind of educated <laughs> that you end up paying when the device is subsidized like it is in Canada, uh, you end up paying more. Like, mm. yeah, the upfront cost is less, but you still end up paying more. That's true. And there's also this idea like uh, a lot of sales reps will say, oh, after two years, uh, you can you can then go down your your plan will then change yeah. and go down by $20. Um, first of all, it doesn't it automatically does. do yeah. that. And second of all, um, at the end of two years, so much may have changed yeah. that your plan as it is where it was once a subsidized plan is now cheaper 
than like a BYOD in market yeah. plan. So it's really not a great yeah. uh, incentive. Mm-hmm. I just I just never see it happening because I know like I know so many people that would not buy a phone simply because it like five hundred dollars is a ton of money for them to yeah. drop on a yeah. device, right? No, I completely understand. I feel like maybe a little more separation, like how they sell tablets, for instance. Most people, most carriers sell tablets uh, with installment plans. An and installment then, plan, yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe and then, that's um, the solution. That's a great point. And it sort of makes it a little more clear that this is the the pile of money you have to pay down yeah. for this, that's and true. Like this that. is the you know ten dollar fee for your so your actual uh, service. quickly, Justin, Pat, what would you like to see? Um, I think one of the things that I'd like to see is something around data caps. Mm-hmm. I think we have still very restrictive data caps for for mobile data in Canada, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of carriers have covertly introduced. Uh, kind of a little bit insane overages. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a few that have, uh, like for, for instance, I'm with Kudo. I believe I pay five dollars per 100 MB. Yep. Or, mm-hmm. very, yeah, or very close to that. Maybe it's 200 MB, but that that's pretty much what yep. it is. I think some kind of regulation on overages would be very nice. Um, and I also think that it would be cool if they offered some kind of flat tier for for unlimited mobile data. I know mm-hmm. that's never going to happen, but it might. but but I can dream. Yeah, and that's yeah. what I. Even if it costs like, <laughs> I don't know, 80 bucks a month or something like that, I think having that that base level for unlimited data would uh, change the way that Canadians are able to use their smartphones. That's the dream. I agree with you, actually. Unlimited mm-hmm. data, that's the dream. It happened yeah. It happened with, um, not in the same way per se, but it happened with uh, like uh, internet, like internet mm-hmm. that you would get for your home, not mobile. Mm-hmm. Um, we started to see more of the unlimited plans with that. So, I, think, I mean, it's possible, yeah. but I, I, I just think don't. It will. But the towers would burn. Yeah. I know. No. The, like, that, as, that, guy, as that Guy Network Lawrence overload, said. Quote, unquote. Network yeah. overload. Yeah. Yeah. That's when he was CEO of Rogers and speaking about the new data management tool, he yeah. said, um, we couldn't handle it. The infrastructure just couldn't handle it. Yeah. Um, I think we will eventually see it, but I just think that it will come along with um, really huge price hikes. However... It's for somebody who goes over data a lot. It still might be better, and yeah. and I they know they'll lose money on that. So it might be something that the wireless code has to enforce. There was mm-hmm. one month last year that I did not go over my data. Wow, wow. one single month. <laughs> but but that, that's like to me, it's just crazy. The way that we use our phones today is not the same as we did five years ago. The internet is not the same thing that it was five years ago. Let alone a year ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like everything's video focused. You scroll through Facebook on like a 10 minute go train ride. And even even if you set it up so that like um, uh, uh, video ads aren't auto playing, like Rose did this great data saving guide. That's <laughs> on mobilesyrup.com. That's up on mobile syrup. You should read it. Um, a lot of people don't know about those tips. And if you don't, you could easily use like 500 MB of data, which is some people's entire data cap yep. on one like 20 minute trip. This isn't something that you could have done like two years ago. Like 10 years ago when the yeah. iPhone yeah, came out. Yeah, exactly. But I, I just I just think the way that we use phones is very different than we did um, mm-hmm. even just a year ago, a couple yeah. of years ago. You're absolutely right. I mean, I think the number one question I got asked um, a few days ago after I wrote the story is like, why are like, how can we... Um, why are we using so much data and why is it costing us so much? Why are people going over? And it's like, well, do you know what your phone can do? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, do you know how often you're using data when you don't even realize you're using data? It seems that, um, your phone's just leaking of it. And so many people (laughs) don't realize that's a good analogy. I mean, that's the best way I can put it. Like even the, uh, uh, data assist for when you're on Wi-Fi, Mm -hmm. like that's Mm -hmm. who knows about that. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? It's over the past three years, the advances in smartphones have just made it pretty much impossible to stay within a two gig data limit for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And it's becoming a real hindrance. Um, so I guess playing off of that, the thing that I would like to see the wireless code do, and keep in mind, again, it's not supposed to be an overhaul. It's likely not going to introduce anything more than a few provisions here and there to adjust mm-hmm. for the changes. But I think that roaming is still a very difficult concept for a lot of people, mm-hmm. um, especially if you're not with Rogers, who has a fairly straightforward plan. Telus has a similar one. But me with Kudo, I find I have trouble. I had trouble before I figured out the different ways that I can make it work for me. So I think that, in, and that's still an area where a lot of people experience what the, the government likes to call bill shock. And they get their bill at the end of the month, like, what the heck happened here? I went to the U.S. for like, four minutes and <laughs> I paid $500 what <laughs> and um, I think that a lot of people still struggle with figuring that out and they get surprised by their bills at the end of the month so I suspect that they're likely going to introduce something to further address that mm-hmm. on that note it's time for us to wrap up so as always we're going to go sh- to shout outs Pat do you want to start us I would like to send a shout out to uh, Game Vice. They mm-hmm. sent me this uh, iPhone controller where you put your phone in the middle of it and the, the iPhone acts as the screen. I'm going to do a story about it. I just got it, started playing with it. Um, I've tried these devices before. I think Igor might remember when I first started at yeah. Mobile Surf, I mm-hmm. did like a little review on one and it was an absolute flaming piece of garbage. This one so Thank far... Thank you for s- not swearing. This, this <laughs> one seems so far a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm happy that they hooked me up with it because I think it's something that our readers are going to be very interested. In. I'm going to have to check it out, Jessica. Um, we got free pizza delivery this <laughs> afternoon, <laughs> and I'm extremely grateful. So I would like to shout out to Ian for actually paying for the pizza for all of us. Also, <laughs> That's happy a good National Pizza Day! Happy Woo! National Pizza Day, yeah. everyone! <laughs> I'm lactose intolerant. My life is hard. Yeah. I also shout out to Rose who couldn't have any pizza <laughs> yeah. today. Yeah. <laughs> Um, can I trade in my shout out for a gripe? I'd of like course. to I'd like to go low. <laughs> shout outs or whatever Put you it, want, right? Bring us down to the mud. When they go high, I go low. Um <laughs> DJI. Okay, you make some great drones and you make a DIY quadcopter kit that I very much wanted to purchase. Mm-hmm. Uh but your customer service is some of the worst I have ever experienced. Uh not only was it impossible on the site to buy something in canada and ship it to somewhere in the u.s without doing a secondary step uh it also then canceled my order immediately after i did that and so i had like been under the assumption that i had bought a quadcopter for my boyfriend who lives in the u.s and then it didn't happen wasn't delivered and guess what who looks like the crummy girlfriend then me not dji (laughs) and so (laughs) i would like to say uh, boo on <laughs> DGI ruining relationships. That's I think right. that's the best shout go. out yeah. that in we've had. history. <laughs> I like that. That's good. That's very good. Uh, where do you go from there? You can't. You can't talk. <laughs> on that it's note, over. guys, thank you so much for watching and listening to Syrup Cast. As always, you can find us uh, on, you got to hit that like button. Smash hit that it. Subscri- to smash it. Rose, where can people find us? Uh, they can find us at Mobile Syrup on Twitter. Are you sure about that? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and I, I don't know. Like, I don't use social media. And that's Facebook. definitely our Twitter and and uh, Facebook as well. And possibly and also Snapchat, Snapchat and, and Instagram, Instagram. Yeah. And, and Google you, Plus. Like, there you, are lots of places that YouTube. you guys don't know about. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Um, and YouTube. Yeah. I interrupted. <laughs> no worries. So thank you again, and we'll see you next week. 
Peace out. Bye. <laughs>